Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Hello, beautiful listeners. I have some exhilarating news that I'm thrilled to share with you all. Are you ready to ignite that inner spark of confidence and embrace a life brimming with vitality? Whether you're pondering a life without alcohol, taking those first empowering steps into sobriety, or looking for rejuvenation post-alcohol, I have the perfect occasion lined up for you. So mark your calendars for September 25th at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and prepare to dive into a transformative day with my Revive and Thrive Academy. This is the haven for incredible women just like you, eager to rediscover and celebrate their true selves beyond the bottle. And in honor of National Recovery Month, this day promises to be nothing short of spectacular. As always, I will be right by your side, cheering you on and guiding you every step of the way. Now, for those tantalizing details and updates on what's in store, make sure you follow me on Instagram at shine underscore Gina Kunarian, or you can find me on Facebook. I promise you, you won't want to miss out on the buzz and behind the scenes peaks. Don't forget to check the show notes to find the link where you can follow me. Today, I'm joined by the ever-inspiring Lauren. She's a bestseller author, a visionary, and a beacon of positivity. Together, we'll explore the magic of storytelling, the essence of imagination, and the joys and challenges of pursuing dreams. So settle in, get cozy, and let's journey into the world of magic, imagination, and mischief. Without further ado, here's our conversation. Welcome back to the Shine Within podcast. I have here Lauren Hackney. In the same tumultuous year that the pandemic halted Lauren's thriving aviation career, she faced the harrowing experience of her husband being diagnosed with heart failure, bringing him to the brink of life. With a two-decade-long relationship at stake and the daunting challenge of being 39 without a degree, she found resilience in an unexpected place, storytelling. Together with her children, they penned, illustrated, and published their cherished family bedtime tale. What began as a means to cope with the enormity of their circumstances transformed into a heartwarming venture. Evenings once filled with uncertainty became collaborative sessions at the dinner table, fun-filled homemade ad filmings, and inspiring school visits. While their venture may be modest in scale, its impact is profound. Through their books, she and her children have discovered the unparalleled joy of bringing laughter and smiles to young readers. For them, it's a testament to the power of looking forward and cherishing the present rather than ensnared by the past. Thank you so much, Lauren, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Gina. This is really exciting. I'm excited too because I mean I was just talking with you and we're talking about children and just our experiences in life (laughs) but can you just take us back to a moment you decided to turn storytelling as a form of healing and distraction and what sparked that idea? 
Yeah, uh, happily. So I, I was in the same company for 16 years and I was really happy. Like I, I got, so how I got this job was I walked into a job agency with the skills I had at the time and I applied for, for this particular job. I went for an interview and I got it. And then I I moved around within that company and it was travel. It was an airline. And I I did all sorts of different things. Like I worked um, firstly as like a travel consultant, like making bookings for people. But then I was in um, the airport environment where I would work airside. I would drive bridges into aircraft and dock them and open doors and like do marshalling on the ramp. And um, it was it was wild because I did so many different areas. I It was like I felt like I had a lot of skills under my belt. But then when March 2020 came and my skills weren't very transferable because other other companies that had aircraft doors weren't operating. <laughs> and I I had no reason, like because I was really happy. I was really happy in my role. I had no reason to go to TAFE or university and upskill or change because that was never on my radar. March 2020 came and I had two young children. At the time I was 38. No one could leave their house. I didn't know how to apply for a, a job, like an alternative. Um, yeah, like those job agencies from the new millennium were, were no longer. Um, Zoom was a thing. This uh, internet site called LinkedIn for, for business people was a thing. Um, I, I didn't know any of it. And I was scared. I was scared. And I had kids to feed, bills to pay, mortgage to pay. And I I didn't know what to do. I ended up with, with, with some of the um, skills I did have because, you know, I had a first aid certificate and all this. Um, I ended up getting a role as a home care person, helping people in their own homes, um, which which was a, a good alternative. But I wasn't I wasn't making ends meet for a while. Um, my my husband he he was you know keeping us afloat. He was so amazing and supportive, and so this was happening for quite a long time, quite a few months, and. When things started to open up a little bit, right, like like borders were still shut, international travel was still cactus. Um, do you know what cactus means? That's Australian. Oh, I was like cactus. I was ready to just think about that word. I'm like, <laughs> what, is, yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, because that's cute because I know you're in all the way in Australia. <laughs> different, different um, yeah, well, it. <laughs> international travel wasn't happening it was still it was kaput um well so to take our family on like a, a little little budget holiday friends of ours we all kind of went right let's let's go camping and this was like months down the track you know how it took a while for the pandemic to start settling where we could you know travel within our area um so we we went camping with our kids for the first time for a lot in a long time and it was it was really interesting because this is the pivotal moment things changed and looking back I didn't realize how how pivotal it was so it rained it rained heavily like 
hours on end this first night we were there my tent flooded other people's tents flooded it was it was chaos we had there was about six families we all had children no one knew kind of what to do everyone was getting you know uh what's rowdy kind of like the kids were unsettled and I thought right I've got this bedtime story that my children and I I created just just like any other parent right like that's nothing special everyone does that so I gather all the kids around the tarp and we tell the story about this magical lolly shop now my boys in the story own the magical lolly shop they make all the lollies in the lolly shop they choose which ones are strawberry flavored which ones are grape which ones are chocolate which ones are sherbet then they choose what magic do you want to fly do you want to swim under the water do you want to teleport like all this but so I did it with the kids and one by one they all took turns choosing colors and flavors and powers and then what they would do with the power and before you knew it like a good hour had passed the kids were all having a good time the 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 upliftingness of it all kind of made it fun I thought nothing of it we all kind of went to bed I had to sleep in the car because our tent was flooded and my children and husband had to find other places to sleep um but the next night it was a starry night it was gorgeous campfires were going and what did all the kids want they wanted the story again and every night for a week not just our kids but some of the neighboring kids wanted to come and join in on the fun and we'd get so carried away some nights that other parents were like you're gonna wrap this up champ it's bedtime come on and um like it I thought nothing of it it wasn't until we we're driving home and all my girlfriends said uh, I, I, I don't I don't know why you chose aviation like we know why you chose aviation you're, you're a fun person but you need to write this story like you're you're so good with kids the kids were wanting this story like you need to write it and I went yeah I'll think about that but I got bills to pay and at that time because the home care work was was casual work it wasn't it, it wasn't concrete full-time work I had to work every day like for oh gosh well over a year I, I never took time off because I couldn't afford to I, I didn't think I didn't think to write this story um and so again we're going on probably almost almost a year um it looked like the the domestic av aviation world was well and truly coming back it looked like it looked like there was hints of international and then boom another lockdown happened like again no 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 airline work nothing um and I thought oh gosh I got I got so sad because I in my old life before the pandemic it was it was fun like I looked forward to going to work I was I was that person who you could tell I loved my job because at barbecues and soccer training or anything I would talk about my job and it's exciting because people go to so many excellent places and amazing places and you can you can help people like like we had like make a wish kids come in like you guys what know what make yeah, a wish is right like yeah the, that's so awesome yeah. right like like that that's fun right and so I was looking forward to going back and helping people and asking people 
look, and where are you going today? Where in the world are you going? Like pick a place. Well, no. So lockdown happened again. And I got, I got sad because I was not only exhausted, like all of my aviation friends who were in the same boat, we, we were all tired. We just wanted, we wanted to go back to regular life where there was annual leave and all this kind of stuff available. Right. Um, and so one of my work friends, she was, she's a very uplifting person in her own right. She sort of said to me, right, well, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I went, well, with this lockdown, I have this idea that I could write my children's bedtime story. Like everyone does bedtime stories with their kids. So I thought it wouldn't be anything too out there, you know, but I said, right, I, I think I'm going to use this time because it's, it's not looking like our old lives are coming back anytime soon. So I'm, I might just focus on writing it. So I changed my focus. I changed my thoughts and I changed how I was going to go about it. And I used this like it was my last chance to, to fulfill something, right? Because it, the pandemic went from March, 2020, all travel gone to six months, seven months, eight months, it, hints of it coming back so I kind of went right this could be the last time that that this is happening for me to take this chance mm -hmm. so I changed my focus and went right I'm going to set my alarm two o'clock in the morning like I would as if I was going to work I would write like bits of the story together and then I would about you know 5 30 when my kids would get up um we would then start our day like normal and because lockdown happened where it took away the soccer training, the mixed martial arts training, the, the homework, the pickup from school, it took away all that. It, I had time of a night when my husband went to work to sit at the table with my kids and go, hey, let's do this. Let's write this story. And look, my kids at the time were like six and eight. So the attention span, I got... Out of my youngest, I reckon I got 25 minutes before he's like, I hear the Lego calling. Um, and my eldest, my eldest was, he was really loving mainly drawing characters. Like, can I, can I show you the book? Yes, please do. Absolutely. Look. It's so um, I love it. Yeah. Like my, my eldest drew this guy here. Wow. So talented. He, drew, he, he, oh, well. All kids do it. Um, so like they've got they've got their little characters. Look, look, like just just little 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 stuff, right? Yeah. So we use that that time, me and my boys at the dining room table, going, let's give this character a name. Let's give this character, um, like the role of trying out this particular candy that makes them invisible what mischief is this child going to do and like oh oh gosh it was it was a beautiful time like everything was starting to look up like we we ended up so I nights at the dining room table illustrating and piecing it together and picking names and all that creative stuff. It was so much fun. We created a manuscript. We had no publisher interested and that's okay because I'll explain later with yeah. when things happen for a reason mm -hmm. that 
I'm I'm glad at, at this point looking looking back at it all that that it didn't happen the way I thought it would, right? Okay. So got nothing, didn't get any answers, got didn't get it published. So I decided to self-publish it. Like I found people who could help me do that. Um I I ended up just just locally stocking the books at a particular bookshop. Um this bookshop is so supportive of of creativity on all levels right like there was another bookshop in the in the local area who wasn't really big on self-published books they like and that's fine it's just not it was it wasn't for that bookshop but this other one loved it she loved where it came from she loved the the way it was created she read it herself and she went oh I like it I really like it and so she sells it and she promotes it and so Things were looking up. We got to go to uh, local schools and, you know, just spread the the power of storytelling because at this point I focused heavily on that. It gave me that good feeling of um, ex- good feeling of expression, creativity. All those things I used to look for in my old role were somehow trans like translated into what we were doing. So it was giving me that kind of rush again, you know, and my kids were loving it too because they would hear other local kids say, oh, I want to play lolly shop in my lunch break, like, which was awesome. So at this point, things were really looking up. Um, And then things went pear-shaped real quick. Like if I didn't think the pandemic could take everything away from me my husband becoming really ill did Mm -hmm. like like I thought I thought navigating a new way of finding a job and not earning enough money and all this kind of and, and not having job satisfaction like missing my old job all those feelings I thought were really tough but my husband almost my husband almost died of a heart attack and that changed everything that changed everything and the thing was we've been down this road before so he 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 had his first one when he was 32 so we knew he we knew he had to look after himself but this one particular night he went off to soccer training so at the time he was 41 and we're talking about a really healthy person, right? Mm-hmm. Like he looks after himself. He was running half marathons. He played soccer at least two, three times a week. Um, and like, like our, our garage is like almost a full gym. He sails boats, uh, super fit and healthy. So this particular night, his teammates on the pitch didn't know what was happening because it wasn't a movie scene. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how we all watch those movie scenes yes. where, you know, they all do this yeah no (laughs) Um, so yeah uh get him home and I'm like oh god no he needs an ambulance and then it was it was all on it was it was all on like like nothing I'd ever seen like I worked I worked in the airport I've seen heart attacks before Mm -hmm. but it's different when it's someone you love so much oh yeah um and he he's He's like no one I've ever met. He is the most 
inspirational person too. Mm. I'm going to get emotional right now. It's okay. <laughs> get emotional. I, <laughs> I've been crying lately too. <laughs> oh, well, out of everyone, I can't lose him. Right. Like, he's the person who he's amazingly goal oriented himself. And we were talking about this recently where he's, it's like he's obsessed with life improvement. Mm-hmm. Like he he loves he, he loves experiencing life. So so that night he went off in an ambulance and I didn't know if he was coming home. Mm-hmm. And I had my kids home. And I didn't know what do you say? What do you say to your kids? Like I know. Anyway, anyway. So the next morning, get up to the hospital. Because this all the, at the time, by the time the ambulance came and stuff, it was 10 30 at night. So the ambulance just said don't don't follow us don't just you stay here with the kids and we'll keep you informed we'll take him to emergency we'll let you know what's happening and he was in theater that night and um I was in the in the ward the next day like feeling like I've been to hospitals before for lots of reasons right but this this was new and this was like the wind was knocked out of me because I I didn't know what I was going to say to anyone and I didn't know if he was going to be there and anyway um he was the youngest in in the ward by far like you know thank god he survived yes um yes and like so he was you know 12 tubes coming off him and on you know all sorts in in hospital when when they make you get up and go for a walk he was doing his little lap around the ward like you do attached to all the things he was like the youngest like mm-hmm. there was no one in that ward I could relate to except for the young medical staff that was it and you know he was in there for many different he was in there for a different reason to some of the other people right like it it, it wasn't it was from bad genetics mm-hmm. really like mm-hmm. that he was there and so recover get him home and we're recovering and uh, just when we thought we were out of the woods. He had a, a very, very minor heart attack where it was actually his sports watch that saved him. And this was when he was diagnosed with heart failure. So he couldn't really feel it, but he had the nausea. He had the like the sweating. He had all the symptoms. He just couldn't, he couldn't feel what was happening in his chest cavity. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an absolute mess for a long time. And the lolly shop book was kind of put on pause I just needed to get my head around this until one of uh, talking to one of my girlfriends and she said, Oh, why don't, why don't you write about that? Like, I, I know you like writing your children's story. Why don't you write about that? That's an interesting story in itself. Yes. And so I did. And I, I've heard from other people like along this journey, because whenever you take a chance, things will, things will happen in a way you don't realize. Like you'll meet people or or someone's got an opinion you just don't see coming. Like, again, one of my closest friends said, there's this thing called journaling and I do it where I, I, I write down all my thoughts. But she's like, why don't you do this with what happened to him? And so I did. And I put it out. on. I, I wrote a very, like a short story, right? And I put it on Kindle because I was like, I kind of thought, <sighs> not an author like even though we've written a book <laughs> I don't associate being an author I just kind of go <laughs> not me 
Um, but I got constant five-star reviews, but not just from like, you know, just not from the lovely people who you know who buy it and support you. But I got five-star reviews from people in the UK and New Zealand and the US who had bought my book. And again, I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah, again, and so my and, and my gorgeous man, he's he's like, honey, it, the way you're telling our story, like I really want to tell you it, but it's going to give you give away. Can I tell you it? Yeah. <gasps> You can tell um, me anything, whatever. This is this is your podcast. <laughs> Lauren Unleashed. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there's thank you for the uh, title. Um well, okay, so I it I'm telling it from when I tell the story, it's told from like a female's perspective, like intuition. And people because I talk about yes. you know, being guided and intuition and the angel who lives in our house and and the the energy shift in the you know all yeah. that, but the reveal at the end is the angel is actually our family dog, because our we end up getting a dog two weeks after he came home because everyone came to visit, everyone then had to, had to hear like how he almost died because he he honestly had a fifty fifty chance of coming home that night, and guess who was the audience? My children. Mm-hmm. All my children heard whether, because we live in a very small house, and you know, I, I can I can hear my neighbors in the kitchen. <laughs> um, <laughs> like they would go outside and they would still hear the conversation. They would see me sobbing. Like mm-hmm. we end up getting a dog for a distraction. Oh my gosh, the power of dogs is amazing. She's healed our family. So so my story that I talk about is. A perspective of a woman feeling like in her house, like she's got this angel, but the reveal is at the end, it's it's the dog, and so after after having like that book come out, and after with the lolly shop, after sort of get and getting my head around hubby being well, and us having a plan, and us knowing how to keep him healthy, and us like he he eventually needs big surgery, sure, mm-hmm. but. At this point, it all kind of like plateaued, like he was home. We knew what we could eat, what we couldn't eat, all the medications. We had all the machines at home. Like I felt, okay, right, I'm getting my head around this again. Cool. Um, so Lolly Shop Book was back on track. I had this new little short story that was doing really well, um, unbeknownst to me. Um, I then started going, okay, I'm climbing my mountain right now. I'm looking back at my view and I'm seeing how this is all playing out and I'm glad I didn't get that publishing contract because there's no way I could focus on working with that and working with the home stuff. So it's like how it's all played out, just like it wouldn't have played out that way if if it went the way I would try to control, like try to control it happening, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So my my message to a lot of people is, redefine how you think it's going to work out because I honestly just thought, oh, I'm going to write a story and I'm going to send it to a publisher. And because all the people I know love it, it's going to get picked up. No, that didn't happen. But if I look back, thank God it didn't because I couldn't have committed. I couldn't. Like there's no, I'd be letting a lot of publishing people down if 
because what happened to Jefferson Massif, right? But what did come out of that is I've been touching base with lots of authors. They have been, I've been interviewing them. I've been sharing their knowledge. I have been, I've been talking to publishers about, okay, well, how, how do you get here and how do you get there? And, and I feel the way I'm going about it now is, is so suitable to our situation. So climbing your mountain, yes, you might stumble across rocks and trees and you might come to close to cliff edges and you, you know, but when you get to your top of your mountain and you look back and you go, right, that view, I can see why it's all played out that way. Mm -hmm. So good things can come out of really crappy situations for sure. Wow. Yes. Oh my goodness. Your story. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it warms my heart that you're at where you're at from come, you know, from where you've been to where you're at now. It's, it's, I mean, and it is within only a short amount of time too. You know, it wasn't too long ago that <laughs> yeah. we were in lockdown, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild how, and, and this is what I'm trying to, to I guess, my message. And I I hope people do do listen to my very small story because I know people are going through worse. I'm not trying to say I've got the worst situation. I'm not. But I found something from a situation which can happen because it's hard. It's really hard to find the good in bad. Yes, you know, it's so funny. Um, yesterday, literally, we were we were doing like family prayer and so we were praying and then I was saying you know God thank you so much for the good and the bad <laughs> and the bad yeah. I say thank you for the bad <laughs> because it is so we're supposed to go to that bad in order for us then to see the light so that dark yeah. to the light <laughs> and it grows us yes. more as a character it grows us more as a human being as a mother as a wife you know, it just helps us grow as just a person. And then we accept and start embracing everything. I always say two, there's two things that make happiness is, um, well, maybe just one is being okay to go, to go through everything, to be okay, to go through everything. Once you're okay, once you're okay. And you know what? We all are okay because we have to think back about when was the like the hardest time is it our life in our past? I know we don't like to think about our past, but sometimes it does come up. And then think about like how you thought you were never going to get out of that situation, how you ever thought that you never thought that you were going to go ahead and break through, but yet you still did. Yeah. You yeah. still did. And it's that's the spirit. That's our spirit within us. And I really think that once people have that in their head, like, hey, this situation I'm going through, I know I'm going to be okay. It's that mindset you have and that vibration and frequency that you carry for yourself that will then pass on to others. And then hopefully others can like say, can see you, for example, and say, and they can see them then themselves. It's a reflection of themselves. And then they're like, oh, wow, you know, and then that's where all the attraction that we're talking about and all the collective and everything. And eventually, hopefully it's going to be like that on earth. <laughs> but it, yeah, takes, it takes time though <laughs> oh it does and it's having faith because it took a long time for me to realize I have survived 100 I've got a 100% success rate of surviving every bad day I've ever had right like I'm still here and it's it's when I look back I focus on like I don't want to remember those times where I would 
I would, I remember this one particular day I was at home care and there was this elderly couple who lived in um a, a pretty wealthy suburb in Brisbane, right? And their children were in another state of Australia and they just, they just wanted to hire someone to go to their house just to make sure, because they like, no, they couldn't come and visit, right? And I remember one day feeling so low because this they, they were elderly. They had accidents and things I had to take care of. And I just remember feeling, oh my gosh, like how did I get to this point? I felt like I felt I felt like this was my fault, even though it, the lockdown wasn't my fault, but I kept thinking, okay, Lauren, you should have been an accountant or a teacher or something because look where you are now. You're cleaning you're cleaning human mess off sheets. <laughs> and and I just remember getting really sad. But I I don't remember those times now. I now remember those times of me coming home to my kids of a night, putting together our story, laughing with them, creating a book. I want to look back and remember that. I don't want to remember those times I felt inadequate or I felt like I was failing my family. Like that's a really crappy way to think. So it's it was almost like the distraction, just that distraction meant everything because if I didn't do that, if I didn't become I still don't see myself as an author. <laughs> if I didn't do that, I, I would be looking back going, God, that was a low point where I felt like I was failing my family. I don't want to hold on to that. No. Oh, and you so were not, you know, you humbled yourself. This is actually something that's magnificent as a spirit. You actually, you know, from aviation, then you humbled yourself and you were actually caring for somebody else. It's acts of service, even though, you know, it's there's some form of money that comes through, you're still acting of the service and the, and elderly people need that too. And it's like, you're, you're like uh, helping both my favorite people, the elderly and the children. <laughs> Those are like my favorite people. <laughs> I love the elderly because they're they're just so wise first off and then they're just I don't know and then the children because they're just so vibrant and their energy and they're just so pure and loving and you just want to pinch their cheeks and give them kisses <laughs> they're so cute yeah you want to do that but you can't do that when you're in a class <laughs> Oh no I know yeah right I, yeah. I, I have know. to hold restrain myself <laughs> That's right. So how is that with uh, you going to schools and then you're doing the storytelling? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. The storytelling is powerful. And this is what I, I want to focus. Yes. Reading matters. Yes, it does. But your imagination matters more. And like you, you get kids in the classroom who are automatically there if they're reluctant readers or they don't feel they're up to scratch with, you know, the kids at the smart tables or like, you know, they automatically don't realize the power of story is huge. So I noticed this when I first was going to classrooms where you, you'd get the kids listening to your book and you, you give them inspiration by going, hey, if I can do this, you can do this. But then you start telling them the story and suddenly they, they just forget about the troubles of their day. And this is why books are important. Well, for me, books are important. And so I want to tell kids, look, fine, you may not be the quickest reader. Fine, you might need help. Fine, it may not be your strong suit. But the story, if it makes you laugh, if it makes you think, if it makes you question, win, win, win. And I'm not a teacher. I'm not a qualified teacher. I just worked this out while I was engaging with children. And as I was telling them 
our story of, okay, what's your favorite lolly? And what favorite flavor? What's your favorite color? And do you like, and what's your favorite magic out of all these powers in the book? What would you do? And you'd point to them. And before you know it, the whole class are engaged and they're laughing and their smiles are getting nice and big and bright. And they might've had, they might've had a crappy morning themselves where, you know, they might've got yelled at because they didn't pack their school bag on time, or they might've missed the bus, or they might've had, they might've tripped on their way to school, or they might be, I don't know, name the list. They're endless, yeah, right? Right. But you then get them on a story which just distracts them and their imagination is just going crazy and they're smiling. You want to point out to the kids that books are important for that reason. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be getting gold stars for your, you know, quality of reading or whatever. Books can, books can change your life. Even at a young age. Oh, yes. And the imagination. I'm so glad you brought up that because even as adults, we've lost our imagination. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I am just revisiting, uh, learning more about my consciousness and going into the spiritual realm, leaving here the three-dimensional realm and going into the spiritual realm where I think maybe I can even be in the 12th dimension if I wanted to. <laughs> but it's so important to have that imagination. And then it starts with the children. And books are so important because they put themselves as that character and they're reliving it and they're they're thinking and they're loving it and they're and they feel it too because yeah. if i can feel it now as an adult going back to my childhood i don't really remember too much but i'm sure i've had like my story reading times in my classroom where i was just like yeah 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 <laughs> we would take visits to the library and there would be like someone reading some stories and we would check out some books but none of them were like yours. <laughs> it was and it's funny cute. you say that because I agree with the being an adult, forgetting to have an imagination because prior to COVID, our, and you would agree, right, Gina, you're a parent. So yes. you get you get home from your work, right? And then it's homework, it's sports, it's packing lunches, it's laundry, it's making sure the house is like clean enough. Like it's never going to be clean enough. You've got kids. But it's got to be in a in a hygienic state, right? Um, I could think of I could think of prior to COVID, right? Um, a, a million things to do at night, other than imagine. Mm -hmm. I could, and adults, we all do it. So it's again looking back, this has played out that it's just kickstarted something for for me as a person that I I want to hold on to. I want to keep chasing it, and I urge others. What's in your imagination? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dream big, like dream big. <laughs> and don't think and don't think and then your mind will be like, oh, you can't do that. No, 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 don't, don't listen to that part. Just be your authentic self and dream big if that means, you know, living in a, a different country where you thought you would never be able to travel because you never traveled in in at all. <laughs> Still think that because the more you think it and the more you feel it, the more then it will actually come true. So <laughs> imagination is very big because that's what starts the manifestation I think we have to imagine it and envision it and feel it and just then embrace it yep and and so, talking about energy you're so right because if you're surrounded with people the same energy because don't get me wrong I I I'm in my 40s right so I have had a rainbow of people in my life I've had the the, the people with the energy of 
oh god why would you do that oh god what she's what is she doing again oh what's she trying to be now or why would why would you bother doing that that mm-hmm. energy right mm-hmm. but I, I have so much of the other energy where I've got I'm surrounded by cheerleaders right you know, yes you should have done this why didn't you do this ages ago? I'm so supportive of you like that's that's also important as an adult is who is feeding you energy right because yes. I could have easily this could have easily been stomped on if I let people stomp on it but I've got the other spectrum of it where my my man oh my god he he's my biggest cheerleader he's going to keep me going for ages I've got to keep my life that's the only thing um but all my friends and stuff like my my circle is all that positive energy Mm-hmm. So I totally am on the same page there. Yes, they say your five friends, uh, you you will become the average of those five friends, whatever five friends you have. So really evaluate your friends and whatever your friends' actions are, is that aligned to what you want to do in the future for yourself, the goals that you set? You know, you have to really think about it. And then if it says, if it's a no, then maybe start doing some self-evaluation and then slowly, you know, separate yourself. And it's not going to be like overnight because they're going to be like, well, da, 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 da. But it will happen naturally because you will start attracting people that are more aligned to you. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Because it's like it's like a radio station, isn't it? Like if you're listening to classical, or if you're on a classical radio station and you what you really want is punk rock, it's not just going to change because you want it to change. Like, you've kind of got to find that dial just like you've got to find those people mm-hmm. and it and you do because since becoming oh gosh an, an author I still can't believe I'm calling myself that you are an um, author <laughs> like but I've I've I have attracted like so many people I had I had Jonathan Fensky big a big U.S. author Talk to me because oh, wow. I, I loved one of his picture books, right? And I, I reached out and I went, why not? He's probably, it's probably going the fan mail with all the other fan <laughs> mail. No, he actually emailed me and went, I'd love to talk to you about my books and how I got to where I was going. Wow. Um, wow. I had Adam Wallace at a New York Times best-selling author give me his time because, again, same thing. Like I've attracted these people who, who are willing to help me. Wow. I, I, if 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 someone said to me in 2019, hey, in 2022, 2023, you'll be talking to a New York Times bestselling author because you're now an author, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. No. <laughs> but, but it's happening, right? Yeah. So I, I'm with you. Like, make a change. It might just be a tiny ripple because at the at the beginning, that little change of energy, that little shift, that changing of the view might not seem like something but keep at it and soon you'll you'll be in a different place altogether oh yeah it's like a quantum jump (laughs) literally (laughs) is a quantum leaping (laughs) and you know I was going to say what was I going to say I was gonna have sorry (laughs) no no no, there were so many points in my head because this is all good I was like oh wow that's good that's good that's good um (laughs) I was going to say about, I think it was about the people that you're hanging around with and trying to get that energy. Oh, yes, I know I was going to say no. Okay, it came to me. <laughs> Taking risks. 
just do it. <laughs> go for it. Just go for it. Don't let your mind or other outside influence influence you not to do it. Just do it anyway. If it makes you scared, then you're on the right path. <laughs> yes, 100%. Because you're talking to someone who wasn't making ends meet. Like I, if you've got a family to feed and you've got rent to pay, I feel you because I wasn't earning even half of what I earned working casually in home care. And like we, we got this um, uh, uh, government kind of benefit for those who were affected by the COVID, right? But that didn't last forever. That was a few months. I know what that's like. I 100% know what it's like. But I, I don't want to I don't want to sound like that person, but but I'm gonna be that person, but you will find a way. You've just got to surround yourself. You've got to believe your believe you can do it. Then you've got to find those people who will support you to do it. And then you've just got to do it. Because I've been there. I, I have. I remember going, what I'm earning in home care is nowhere near what I was earning before. But look, I took a risk. And it's kind of worked out. Like, yes, it didn't look like it did in the brochure because I thought I was just going to get a publishing contract with this great book and boom, that was it. No, but I took a risk, did something different, but I wouldn't change it for the world now. Yeah, I really wouldn't. Look where it's ended. I'm talking yeah. to Gina in the oh. USA. <laughs> I didn't talk to you in the US. Not that you care because it's going to rhyme with it in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, no, every, everything you're saying, it's and it's funny how you you, you do, you, you you find your feet and it may not work out the way you thought it would and it may not it may not be the path that comes out of it, but something comes out of it. And when you look back, you go, gee, I'm glad I took the risk because if I didn't, that's the worst. Not doing it is worse than doing it and failing. 100%. Just take the risk. If Okay, so this is what I always say. If you think about it, just do it right, right then and then. <laughs> Have the time, just do it. So like, for example, let me just say, if I'm thinking about calling my mom, I'm like, oh yeah, I should call my mom. You know what? I'm just going to do it right then and there because I'm thinking about it. That means I have to do it for a reason. So if you just do that, instead of like sit in it and think about it and think about it and think about it, when you think about it for too long, you're not going to do it because it's going to be all, have... yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And if you have the brain waves of, always like training your brain not to do it then that's habit right like if you've always talked and never done it that's a habit you got to break that habit mm -hmm. and like you had said too you reframed your mindset and you were thinking differently and you were then your actions were different and that is the biggest thing taking action yes. yeah <laughs> taking action is a big thing yeah. I think it goes thought for consciousness, it's thought, emotion, and then action. Something like that. <laughs> Thinking. Yeah, I think I think I've heard it before where they say a thought becomes a mood, a mood becomes a habit, a habit becomes a personal trait, and a personal trait becomes who you are. Yeah. So you really need to worry, not worry, you've got to watch your thoughts because I again I think I do think differently to like I was always a happy person. Like I thought right up to the March 2020, I thought I had it made. I thought, because I, I was happy. I was that person going to work and I loved it. And and I loved my kids and I still love my man. And that was, I was happy. But then that all got taken away and I did something with it, which took some, it, it took a lot of training in, in my brain to wrap my head around it. 
and to think differently enough to to take a risk and to know I'm worth taking a risk because there's a lot of times I was literally trying to compete. Like I've got so many local authors in my area who are 15, 16 books in professionally published doing the Australia wide circuit on TV. I remember so many times going, I can't compete with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, got to look at me. Um, but ag again, it all played out to a point where I'm kind of glad it played out to how it did. And it's just the beginning. I'm not stopping now. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen in the future for me. Right. I mean, because your higher self is already out there. It's just we got to yeah. catch up. <laughs> That's yes, it. it. <laughs> He's got to catch up and it'll happen because you're thinking yeah. it and you're taking action. That's the key. Yeah. That's like the trick, you know? <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. And now you're lucky because you got to spend time with your children and they were involved in the book. So this is like a family, this is like a family project, a family book. Yeah. <laughs> that is so awesome. I love that. Now, thank you. Yes. I was going to ask you. If you were to describe the essence of your book in three words, what would they be? Magic, ima imagination, and mischief. Oh, mischief, mischief, mischief. I love that. <laughs> but, but is there any last thoughts or anything that you would like to share to the audience? Last uh, final thoughts, I should say. <laughs> yeah, just find, just, I know it's, I know it's easier said than done, but you will make time you can do it whatever you're after you just got to pursue it because if you don't not pursuing it is the worst that is right you're right because then we have to live this is living we're here to experience everything that's yeah. why we're here. Our spirit experiences everything. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. It's been a pleasure. And I will actually get your book because I have two <laughs> little ones as well. <laughs> thank you, Gina. No, and thank then, you. Yeah. And thank you for spreading your words of positivity and encouraging people. Like that takes a that that's brave. Like thank you for thank you for encouraging people to do all this. Oh, I love it. And that's why I wanted this podcast. It's like not about me. It's not my podcast. <laughs> I say it's our podcast. This is for the listeners. This is for the guests because this is for myself. And I do all my own editing and everything. Like like you said, you never thought that you would be amongst like all these best-selling authors and, you know, all these famous people. And then here you are, author and <laughs> around surrounded by these wonderful people. And same thing. Like, I never thought I would have a podcast, but you know, I took that risk and I learned everything because I also have a massage um, therapy background. So I never use the computer. I always just use my phone for emails, checking, buying oh, things. Yeah. So I had to relearn. And this is 16 years worth in the massage business. And I still am actually, <laughs> but to use the desktop, I, a Mac computer and to do my own website and to do all these things. It took a lot of time to like learn, but I was able to do it. And I never thought I would be able to do these things ever in my <laughs> life. <laughs> computer? What is a computer? People think I'm crazy, but I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm no pro at the computer, but I know exact. I know exactly what I need to know for the stuff that I'm working on. And so that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. No, again, I, and who knows what your future holds because right. you've changed it, right? 
Yes. And that's what's so exciting. Cause like, I already know what my future holds. Cause I always say it out loud, like, you know, and I feel it though. Cause I have to feel it first too. I want a nice small farm with my family and I want to be surrounded by mountains, have a lake nearby. I can see everything. And just as a son, I want bees to produce honey. I want a, a chickens for the eggs. I want my own produce, like growing beets, vegetables, fruit. I want trees. I want a little area so I can sit underneath the tree and read a book. Like oh. that is like my dream just to be have peace with nature. Oh, I get like the cold chills when I <laughs> talk about that because that's that's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. I just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. 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 Attract that. Attract it. Totally. Oh, Lord, thank you so much for joining me today. And yes, I can't wait to uh, read the book. And you're going to get a five-star review already because <laughs> just by your energy and everything else. And I already know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Gina. And again, I'm I'm just really grateful that um you you've got me here to to help encourage others because yeah. really that's what it's about. Exactly. Thank you so much. Yes, and I see it's sun is shining. You know, I know it was four forty five a.m. <laughs> so thank you for waking up early. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Um, but it was a pleasure. Thank you, Gina. Thank you for having me. To my cherished listeners, from the very depths of my heart, thank you. Every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews, your kindness shines so brightly. And if you haven't yet, know that your voice and support always matter. Your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspot's esteemed list of best women's sobriety podcasts. And it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you as well. Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases, because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety, and the other, a personal sharing from my journey, six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. This encapsulates the loving steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's G-I-F-T at 1-855-649-6196. With all my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.